Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome to season three of the Coaching Minds podcast, Tools for Greatness. As you already know, if you've been listening all season, this season we're coming to you each week with a tool that can help you to be great, whether that's in competition, at work, or any other area of your life. This season is for those of you out there that are interested in being great, not just average. This season is sponsored by ProX. ProX is the premier multi-sport training destination in the Midwest that hosts sports performance, sports rehab, and physical therapy, as well as sports-specific instruction programming for baseball, softball, football, golf, and more. ProX puts everything an athlete needs under one roof, just like the pros. The focus at ProX is maximizing the development and potential of every athlete in all areas while keeping health at the forefront. For more information, check out ProXAthlete.com. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. What we're going to be doing this week is talking about journaling. Uh, we've encouraged you guys to keep a journal as you've listened to our podcast um, throughout this entire journey. Uh, Benny, why is journaling important? Just do a, a quick Google search of the benefits of journaling, and you're going to come up with all kinds of stuff, like getting to know who you really are a little bit better, stress reduction, being able to clarify thoughts, being able to organize thoughts, getting more in touch with your feelings, being able to solve problems, being able to you know figure out disagreements with other people, better sleep, better immune system, more self-confidence, a higher IQ. I mean, all, all, all kinds of stuff. So it sounds like journaling just does it all. It covers everything uh, except for curing cancer maybe, but everything else, um, the answer is journaling. And this is an area that I, I kind of want to caution our listeners a little bit because there's so much information out there that people kind of glance at a headline or people look at a title of something and then they say, well, this proves blah, blah, blah. And we're going to get into this topic a little bit later when we do a, a session on mindfulness or just sort of being present with your thoughts. We'll, we'll look at the difference between like meditation and mindfulness and the religious side, the non-religious side, and just what science has to say about it. But one of the problems that they talked about in a, in a book that we're going to bring up in a later episode is there were these studies done that tried to show the effects of mindfulness and they tried to prove that being mindful or being aware of your thoughts would have all these benefits. But then when they tried to reproduce those, they didn't come up with the same results. And so the, the problem is we've got to make sure that, you know, whether it's mindfulness or whether it's the benefits of journaling, which is what we're talking about this week, we've got to be careful and look into those sources and look into the research that was done just a little bit more. I'm not going to go into where the article was from uh, or, or who wrote it, but I, but I will say, as I was kind of touching up on some research for journaling, I found an article that was saying journaling leads to a higher IQ. And I'm not here to debate whether that does or that does not, because I'm, I don't know enough about that. But I will say that the article that, or I'm sorry, the, the research that they used as their reference didn't prove what they were saying it would prove. It, it showed that there was a correlation that people who had a higher IQ also were able to write more clearly. And so people that were maybe a little bit smarter could write a little bit better. 
Well, that that doesn't prove though that just you or me sitting down and journaling not is going to make you smarter, right? And so there's a there's a difference between the cause and effect and just a correlation. And so, I, I again, I want to be careful. Let's make sure that we're we're staying on topic with things that have been proven by science. Um, and, and you know, when you come across an article that's like, hey, this can do X, Y, and Z, click on some of those links and just look at the research that was done and kind of dig into it a little bit more for yourself. One thing that I feel absolutely confident in is telling you that journaling is going to do number one, it's going to help you clear, clarify your thoughts and it's going to help you kind of get a better handle on your feelings. Just one quick example from today. My wife had a, a big long to-do list of nine things that she needed to get done. And so she had these nine things just swirling around in her working memory. And she was thinking about, when am I going to do number one? Who's going to help me drop off on item number two? Who, when am I going to be able to get item number six done? And so her, her working memory, which we know just from brain scans that our working memory can only handle so much, was so caught up in keeping track of all that. That when she sat down and she made a to-do list, which is kind of a, you know, a form of journaling in and of itself, just sitting down and writing some stuff out. Now, all of a sudden, that part of her brain that was trying to keep track of everything she needed to do could move on from, we got to do one through nine. And now it was, okay, let's focus on step number two, because I know that I'm going to take care of step number one later on. So how can I best accomplish step number two? And so it... I, I do know that it can help clarify your thoughts, and there have been multiple multiple studies that have been done on this, but I, I think anybody who's taken the time to write out things that are on their mind and you feel like things are just swirling around has seen that benefit of, okay, now I can get a little bit better handle on this. So I know when we talked about uh, previous episodes, we talked about the permission to forget um, journal. And how when you do things like that, it just helps you sleep, um, which is a huge, huge, important piece of sure. performance. Uh, so will journaling help help us with sleep? Without a doubt. And so the if you remember back to when we were talking about the golf episodes, the permission to forget journal, you know, you're in the middle of a round and your six iron is just slicing it off into the woods and you feel like I need to fix this. What am I doing? Is it my hands and my grip that writing it down is going to help? And the, the whole premise behind that was based on a study that was done about sleep. And they looked at the quantity and quality that of sleep that people were getting in comparison to the stressful events in their life. And as the stress went up, the quantity and quality of their sleep went down. That's not, we don't need some scientists to tell us that most of us have experienced that in the real world, right? Yes, absolutely. And so then the next step, they literally just gave them a journal. They didn't give them any instructions. They didn't give them any kind of guidelines or outlines or questions. They just said, write down what's on your mind. And those people that were given the journal, their quantity and quality of sleep improved regardless of how much stress was in their life, regardless of the events that were going on in their life, their sleep levels, their quantity and quality went up. Why? It's the exact same thing that we just talked about with the to-do list. When that part of your brain that wants to fix things is able to relax and say, okay, we're going to fix this later. Now that part of your brain can relax and now we can sleep. And you know, that that is one area where there has been an unbelievable amount of research. 
And Elizabeth Broadbent, who's a professor of medicine um, at University of Auckland in New Zealand, co-authored a study that was published in Psychosomatic Medicine. And what they did was they, they looked at how journaling was able to improve people's sleep and that by improving sleep participants were able to heal faster. And so they used patients who were having biopsies done uh, for possible skin cancer concerns, just because it's on the outside of your skin, it's on the outside of your body, it's a little bit easier to see and to monitor. And so these people that were getting that were getting better sleep were recovering faster, were literally healing faster. And so do we understand all of the little tiny things that are going on at the cellular level, why sleep helps us in so many ways. No, but we, we do know, and we've all experienced that when we're sleepy, we don't perform as well. When we're sleepy, we don't think as well. When we're not getting enough sleep, our body doesn't heal as, as well. When we're not getting enough sleep, our immune system goes down. We've got our cortisol levels can get all out of whack. Our Stress hormones can be, can be off the charts. And, and when we're not getting enough sleep, that's not helping regulate our bodies the right way. And so from an athlete perspective, journaling is helpful because it's going to help you sleep better, which is going to help you perform better. It's going to help your immune system so that you're not getting sick, so that you're not having to fight through all of that. And, and one other thing that I, that I want to throw out there is that they were, they were also very clear that just journaling is pretty good and can help with sleep. But people who are people who need a little bit more, people who are dealing with emotional things, with tough events that are going on there that are going on in their life, people that are really struggling with things, they're trying to cope with their emotions and handle and understand their emotions, that journaling and just writing things down didn't necessarily have the benefit that they were looking for. There was an article by Bridget Murray in the American Psychological Association, and she said, and I'm, I'm going to quote here and just read it, venting emotions alone, whether through writing or talking, is not enough to relieve stress and thereby improve health. To tap writing's healing power, people must use it to better understand and learn from their emotions. And so that kind of takes us to the next level. Yes, just writing things down and journaling is going to help with a to-do list so you don't feel stressed. It's going to help you get a little bit better sleep. But taking it even to the next level to get to know yourself better, to get a better handle on your emotions and things like that, it needs to become a positive experience. Just like we've talked about in the past, the whole controlling the controllables thing. When you're writing things down and you're saying, here's what happened, here's what I'm thinking, Here's what's going on. And then you're able to take that next step. Okay, what can I control? And then you're able to come up with a plan. And then you're able to see, all right, I'm going to grow from this because this is going to be different. And this is going to be different. And I'm going to learn from these events that are going on in my life. Now it's starting to become an incredibly powerful tool. So I know earlier in the, in the podcast, I mentioned that it does everything but cure cancer. But it sounds like based on all of this, um, in a roundabout way, it can help you with fighting cancer. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out on a limb and start talking about things that, that I can't necessarily back up or that, and that I can't prove, but I would assume that if it's helping improve our sleep and it's helping improve our immune system and it's helping our bodies function at a higher level, that yes, potentially that could be a, a beneficial thing in, you know, in, in terms of even more serious. It certainly wouldn't hurt. 
it it certainly would not hurt. All right, so we know we've seen all these big benefits, right? You talk about all these different things that it can help us with um, sleeping. You're helping your immune system, just clearing the mind, like we talked about in previous episodes. Forget. Uh, so we know what to do, but how? How you talked about how it's not just venting. How yeah. do we properly journal? What steps do I sure. need to do to be able to to maximize my potential? Sure. So the the first thing that I would encourage people to do is write by hand. There's just there's different parts of your brain that are active. Um, you know there there have been but that's some, not as convenient. There have been studies that have shown that there are some of the same therapeutic results of journaling if it's on your phone or on the computer. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to do it. Um, the, the athletes that I work with, we give them a little notebook and they have specific things that they're supposed to focus on and write down. And, and I can honestly say that I have not worked with very many athletes who at the end of that are like, well, this didn't really help. You know what I mean? It's, it's not as convenient necessarily, especially for somebody like me. Like, I don't, I don't like writing things down by hand necessarily. Right. It's easier to type things out on a computer. It's faster. But if I'm talking to an elite person, performing athlete, or I'm talking to somebody who is really trying to improve in their life and reach their true full potential. There's nothing easy about that. So let's move on past that. We're trying to achieve at a higher level. Take some time and write this out by hand. I would encourage you to be consistent. You're going to get better results from doing it on a more consistent basis. I, I read a study that was talking about as often as three times per day can be the most beneficial. Um, find somewhere quiet with no distractions. Really, when, I, when I'm speaking to my athletes, turn off your cell phone. Get away from your computer. Get away from school. Get away from social media. Get away from the news. Go sit somewhere at a table and write. Um, when in doubt, just write something. There, there are specific journals out there that can help with confidence. Um, I bought one at Barnes and Noble that was like, do one thing that scares you every day. And, and it was, it was to help with fear and overcoming fear and becoming more bold. Um, there, there's ones out there that help with confidence. We've got obviously the ones for our athletes that are more focused on the mental side of the game, mastering confidence and focus and your body's energy levels, um, which, Quick side note, we do have some of those that that's not something that we really sell to the general public. Um, but if for our for our podcast listeners, if you're interested in getting a hold of one of those notebooks, shoot me an email. Um, it's easy to find on the website, Ben at mentaltrainingplan.com. We can get you hooked up with purchasing one of those. Or and reach the, out to us at Mental TR Plan on social media. Shameless plug. I love mm, it. Yep. Um, and so, you know, if you want to see what we give our athletes that's a little bit more focused on the mental performance side in sports, awesome. You know, my mom had a prayer journal growing up and she would just write she would write down every day the things that she was praying about. And then she would go back when God answered those prayers and she would write the date and maybe like a little note. And, you know, at the at the end of a year, five years, 10 years. I mean, imagine this, this journal that you have now that shows just God showing up time and time again, answering those prayers. Um, you know, so it, it doesn't matter if we're talking about co overcoming confidence or fear or getting better in touch with your emotions or getting more in touch with, with your spirituality or your spiritual side or your religion. There are incredible benefits out there. Just write something down. 
Well, I feel like with with journaling, we're talking about when like things are bad. What about when things are going well? Do I if I've had a good couple of weeks, do I just not worry about writing anymore and just ride that wave until things go bad? That's a that's a great point and that's a great question and something that something that I do with my athletes when we're we're working on the performance side. So we we've got two parts to our mission, right? We're going to help athletes overcome obstacles so they can reach and achieve more than they ever thought possible. So when we're getting to that second part and there are no problems, still encourage the athletes to journal, still encourage the athletes to write things down, still encourage the athletes. Here's what was on my mind. Here's what my routine looked like. Here's what I was doing. Here's how I performed. And if nothing else, Two years from now, if all of a sudden you are starting to get off track or you are starting to focus on the wrong things or, you know, nobody saw this pandemic coming around, if if some major giant event like that pops up, it's incredibly valuable to be able to go back and look at, well, here's what I was doing when things were going well. Here's what I was focused on. Here's what I was saying to myself. Here's what my routine looked like and my preparation looked like and all that. So yes, absolutely something that it's going to be helpful all the time for anyone. Let's say I've got, I've got a journal out here, Ben, um, been listening to this. So I get my journal out and I'm just staring at, it. I understand you're telling me, uh, just right. But what what are some things that we that we can use to help us get started? Perfect. So you know, for for each one of these episodes, if if this is the first time that you're listening um, to this season, go back to the other episodes this season. And at the end, we talk about here's what you should be putting in your journal. Here's what you should be thinking about and writing about this week. And so, four things. Number one, what are the most stressful things in my life, or maybe what causes me the most distress? And just just write. Just write down, maybe that's a bullet list, maybe that's sentences, maybe that's paragraphs, whatever. Just to what, start, right? What are those things? Yes, absolutely. And then number two, what can I not control? Because we're starting with negative and we're going to get, okay, well, maybe here's some things that we're going to start to let go of. And so that that's number two, what can I not control? And then number three, as we start to get a little bit more positive and as we start to look at, okay, well, how am I now going to put something in place? How am I going to learn from this? How am I going to move forward? We don't want to focus on the things that we're not doing. We don't want to focus on the things that we can't control. So number three, what can I control in those situations? And again, a list, bullets, Sentences, paragraphs, what what can you take back control of? And then number four, what's my plan moving forward? Maybe it's things you're going to focus on. Maybe it's things you're going to say to yourself. Maybe it's time that you're going to take for mindfulness or some breathing exercises or reading your Bible or you know whatever your spiritual things are that you need to take care of. Maybe it's your physical health, your eating, your sleep, whatever you need to be doing to take back control so that those things don't have that same negative effect on you. If you'd like some small, some more additional information on this topic, uh, reach out to us at mentaltrainingplan.com or on our social media at mentaltrplan. Until next time, don't settle for average. Make your plan and put it to work. <laughs>